You may have missed this short scene. It's winter, Jesus is in Jerusalem, and is celebrating yet another Jewish holiday. Well, which one is this? The Gospel of John calls it the Feast of Dedication. What is this one about, you ask? Well, maybe you know it better as Hanukkah, and maybe you know nothing about it except for the dreidel game, and you see some candles in the one Jewish home on your block. If Jesus observed this holiday, what would it look like for you and your family to celebrate it too? And if so, how would you even start? Well, today on the Jewish Road Podcast, we'll tell you the story of Hanukkah and your very next step to start celebrating. Welcome to the Jewish Rogue Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with none other than... I'm here, folks. I'm here. It's Ron. (laughs) There you go. I should get like a big light, and it'll say, you're on. It's your turn now. That's right. We're here on the Jewish Rogue Podcast, and we get to talk about all things, uh, really just pulling together these two sides, these two acts. We call it Act 1 and Act 2. We call it the Old Testament and the New Testament. We call it the Gentiles and the Jews. And we're here to really stand in the gap and bring these two stories together. When once 2,000 years ago they all collided, uh, they've they've really grown apart over the last 2,000 years. And so we are here uniquely to bring those pieces back together. Right. We're going to bring them together in the Messiah. There you go. And... I mean, if if we could, we should cue up the songs, right? Like, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Is that how the rest of it goes? <laughs> and it's the most wonderful time of year because, do you smell that? It's, latkes. It's the smell of latkes, <laughs> not pine trees, right? We'll get to that oh, soon boy. enough. Yeah, it'll be fun. But... We are here, and we want to talk a little bit about Hanukkah because, you know, nobody's really ever heard it about it. Maybe they heard about it, but they don't know much about it. Yeah. It, it's, it's the thing for the Jews, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it always was growing up. Uh, it was a holiday we look forward to, but it wasn't a big holiday. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to it in a second, but before we do, we're just going to give you a little bit of Jewish humor, just, just a little. Ah, okay. And, and since we're talking today about a great face-off, I thought... Let's do a little Jewish humor that takes place in Madison Square Gardens in New York, and it's about a boxing match. It's a little face-off. Oh, that right. sounds good. All right. So it's a boxing match. It's taking place in Madison Square Gardens in front of 30,000 spectators where two world champion boxers, Mike Tyson and his opponent, Lennox Lewis, are fighting it out in the ring. Oh, boy. Now, one fellow... Below the boxing stage, he screams out through the first round to Mike Tyson, give him a right, give him a left, give him the hook. And in the following round, the same fellow, he's screaming out throughout the round to Lennox Lewis, give him a right, give him a left, give him the hook, knock him out, get him, come on. Well, there's a nearby spectator. He's watching this guy and can't understand what on earth is going on here. He turns to the man who's screaming and he says, you got me confused. Who you're rooting for? That's exactly what he said. Who are you betting on, Mike Tyson or Lennox Lewis? And he says to them, neither of them. I'm a dentist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You like that? It's okay. 
okay. I've been going for good. Man, all right. I feel like it's been a long time since we had a great one. Yeah. All right. You're on the next podcast and you'll get the next joke. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's jump into this. Hanukkah. Uh, not your recent holiday, um, but it's also not really coming from Leviticus 23 like a lot of the other ones. No, uh, it's not a commanded holiday. Not a commanded one. Okay. Yeah. But we do see there is a passage, and people say, well, you know, Jesus didn't celebrate it. I don't need to celebrate it. But that oh, is... Jesus did celebrate it. He did. Okay, so let's... But let's stop. Mm-hmm. We already teased that. Let's hold it for a little bit. Let's back it up. So the time of Jesus... You know, let's let's just say it's around 2930 A.D. We're backing up all the way to what? Maybe second century B.C.? About 167? I got confused. You said 29 A.D. Well, I was. Uh, that, that's the time that Jesus oh, is around. backing up from that. Right. right. Yeah. Back, let's back up from that. Okay. All right. And what? give, give us, like, the scenario, okay? It's 167 and uh, there's there's a king in charge, and there that's all I'm going to do. That I gave you enough. I'll uh, take it from here. Yeah. Well, there is someone. If we look at the book of Daniel, it talks about what took place during that time. And in Daniel chapter 11, it talks about this man who would rise up. It says, but within a few days, in verse 20, chapter 11, within a few days he shall be broken, neither in anger nor in battle, and in his place shall arise a despicable person to whom royal majesty has not been given. So you have this individual rising up that Daniel is talking about. He's going to be coming. It's not even in Daniel's day. It's looking forward. So when did Daniel, day. when is Daniel writing this? Oh, God. Was, Daniel is about 600 years B.C. Okay, so this is a good 500 years, 450 years yeah. before. He's, he's predicting this time. He's prophesying about this time. A despicable man will arise on the scene. Yeah, and... Uh, he becomes really an enemy of the glorious land, as it's called in Scripture, which is referring to Israel, and he becomes an enemy of the Jewish people. And in verse 31 of the same chapter, it says, Forces from him shall appear and profane the temple and the fortress and shall take away the regular burnt offering, and they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, uh, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. So what this is referring to, it is actually referring to this madman who is known as Antiochus IV or Antiochus Epiphanes. All right, so his name is Antiochus Epiphanes. We'll get to the Epiphanes in a moment, but... Where is he the ruler of? Where, what region of the world is this? Well, when Alexander the Great died, his, uh, his kingdom, his, his dominion broke off into four different, uh, amongst four different generals. And you had the Seleucids in the north and you had the Ptolemies in the south down in Egypt. And as, uh, as these ruling generals competed against each other, there was one that rose up, the little horn that rose up out of the fourth one, from the Seleucids up north of Israel, and this is where Antiochus Epiphanes came from. Okay, so 
He is on a mission, and he is really trying to Hellenize or make Greek the entire world. And so he's going from place to place, and he's bringing out his kingdom, and he's doing this through force. And now he gets to the land of Israel, and what is going on there? Well, when he gets to the land of Israel, uh, in his effort to Hellenize the whole world, he wants to obviously Hellenize the Jewish people, and... Uh, that's not so easy. Uh, there were probably some uh, Jewish people who were not that observant, but uh, what he wanted to do actually was to halt the worship uh, and attack the city, attack the Sabbath, and that's what he did. He slaughtered men, women, and children. Uh, the soldiers de desecrated Israel's temple. They banned uh, all of the Jewish rites, like circumcision and the daily sacrifices. And we get an accounting of this in 1 Maccabees. Uh, Maccabees is one of the apocryphal books. It's not part of the Jewish canon. It's not part of the canon of Scripture, but it is regarded as a reliable historical book. So you were just reading from the book of Daniel, but we get the play-by-play the -play of this story in the Maccabees account, right? So yeah. you'd have to look up the apocrypha, and there's actually... First Maccabees all the way up through Fifth Maccabees. Uh, what about the reliability of this book uh, with the Maccabees? Well, it's considered pretty reliable for historical content. Yeah. And so in First Maccabees, uh, chapter one, verses forty-four to fifty-four, we get an accounting of what took place at the temple in Jerusalem at that time, where uh, Antiochus and his men. Uh, sacrificed a pig, actually, on the altar, just desecrated the thing. Um, the Syrians came in, and they did this. That is what took place in 167 B.C., and they even imposed an idol statue in, in honor of the Olympic uh, Olympian god Zeus and brought that into the temple, and the Jews called this the abomination of desolation. That is, that they made the temple unsuitable for Jewish worship. Now, in a synagogue, Zeus is not typically there. At all. Not very kosher. <laughs> no. Right. So this continues to go on, and he's going from synagogue to synagogue. Until there is an uprising, until there is a revolt, there is a group of people who say, we're not going to take it anymore. And that started in a little town called Modine. Modine. Now, right. Modine, I always know Modine. I've actually never been into Modine itself, but I always drive by Modine, and it's always when we go from Jerusalem and we're going on, it's on our last day, and we're driving from Jerusalem up back to the airport at Tel Aviv, but Modine is still there as a town today, and the armies of Antiochus run into a family there. Uh, they are known as the Maccabees. Right. Now, the Maccabees, the word Maccabee is hammer, uh, and there is a high priest there and his family. What is that standoff, yeah. the, the boxing match that's yeah. taking place there? <laughs> well, the, this you're talking about Mattathias, yep. uh, the Maccabee, and uh, when Antiochus profaned uh, the temple and the abomination that makes desolate or the abomination of desolation. Uh, his soldiers profaned God's temple by spreading sow's broth on the altar and banning the daily sacrifice. And uh, just as we said, as it's described in the first Maccabees, 
the thing the thing just infuriated the people who rose up against it this family of Maccabees and fought against Antiochus and his army. And it wasn't just that they were coming in and just destroying everything. They were doing something that was uniquely antagonistic. They were doing something that was uniquely against the Jewish people. They were setting up an idol, and Antiochus was actually setting himself up as God. Right, which is what his name actually means, right? Yeah, Antiochus Epiphanes is the... uh, the, the the supreme or uh, like a god yeah like right? a god like if you have an epiphany god yeah. has showed up right? right the jews didn't call him antiochus epiphanes they called him antiochus epimenes what does that mean which means antiochus the madman there you go and so uh this is what the maccabees are up against they fought for about two years against uh against the rule of Antiochus, and both Daniel and Yeshua, Jesus, said that this atrocity that took place in 165 BC when they were defeated, um, this atrocity was just a preview of the abomination that is going to happen later under another who would rise up, and this one who will rise up in the end is going to be the Antichrist. And Daniel 9.27 speaks of this. And in Matthew 24, in verse 15, in the Olivet Discourse, Yeshua said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, flee, get out of town. All right, so let me just check you on that, because this, Jesus is saying when you see it, but this has already occurred, you know, 165 years years 190 years yeah. before so yeah. what is he talking about is he's there talking, another one that's coming well he's talking about something that's coming in the future it had not been there yet it's talking he's talking about referring back to antiochus right pointing to that moment pointing to that as a type of the antichrist who would come and similarly do an abomination in the temple that will be built we're talking about the third temple there have been two temples in Israel's history. This will be the third temple. It'll be the tribulation temple. And this is the one that the Antichrist will go into, and he will cause this abomination. He will declare himself to be God. And at that point, the Jewish people will realize this is not the Messiah. Got it. All right, so this is, we're looking backwards. We're now looking forward. In all of this, uh, it's a, it's a three-year battle. There is no way that the the Jewish people should have won. You have, uh, and it's it's a great read actually if you read Maccabees. But it they're going through. We get some guerrilla warfare, and you get a little dose of miraculous supernatural empowerment from God. And this ragtag army that should not have beat this professional army does right once again israel this is like israel's history right yeah the god of israel steps in when he when he wants to save and preserve his people and send history into another direction and this is what happened then and this is what will happen in the future so they they beat back uh antiochus and his army and what happens next is they go back to the temple and it's like well we got to get back to life as we knew it but the temple is totally desecrated. The temple right. is totally destroyed. Right. Now, there's a couple things that happen. Now, one is is where we get the actual story 
of Hanukkah and the miracle of Hanukkah. Now, what is that part? Well, the miracle of Hanukkah that we celebrate today, and you read in the beginning or indicated in the beginning that in the Gospel of John, this is called the Feast of Dedication, the temple was desecrated. And so they had to rededicate it, and they only had enough oil to light the lamp, the Nir Tamid, the eternal light, uh, for one one day. And the story is, is that uh, the oil that they had actually lasted for eight nights until they could get new oil made so that they could light the lights of the temple and keep it uh, and keep it burning. Right. So before Amazon Prime was two days delivery and shipping, it used to be eight, and that's where we get the eight nights. Yeah. I don't know if that is actually what happened, but nevertheless, the temple was rededicated, and it was enough of an event that Yeshua himself, it says in John chapter 10 and verse 22, that he was walking in the temple. It was winter, and it was the Feast of Dedication. So this is the celebration. If, if, if somebody asks, why do you celebrate Hanukkah for eight nights? All the Jewish people say, well, the oil should have only lasted for one and it lasted for eight. Right. Now, that's, that's great. If that happened, that's a fantastic miracle. God showed up and he prolonged the life. And could God do that? Absolutely. Not really a lot of cooperation on that. It, it, it's probably legend. And so what we like to do is point to an actual miracle. The actual miracle of Hanukkah is that there was uh, another enemy of the people of God that tried to destroy the people of God and did not succeed. Yeah. They should have lost it all, and once again, God steps in as deliverer. Yeah. Once again. Why is this important? And if we could kind of take that moment of victory, we have, we have this evil ruler, and even up until this point, uh, there are rulers in Israel's short history that have tried to get rid of them, right? We have Pharaoh. We have... Haman, we have all, all these bad guys are always, the, the account is we're going to destroy the people of God. And this is the one event that we have recorded, and it's right before the Messiah, the incarnation, steps on the scene. And even just that that moment of, like, that John would take that moment right there in John chapter 10 and just record it. This is really, in, in the New Testament, in Act 2, this is the only place where we have any kind of mention. And... It's an attachment to Jesus to Hanukkah. Well, and, it, and and John would mention it because it, it's just a, a natural, flowing part of his Jewish life. Right. You know, I mean, this is this is it. He he never dreamed of entire congregations of Gentiles reading his gospel. I don't think. Right. You know, so this is just a natural outflow. Hey, it was December, and Yeshua was in the temple, and it was the feast of dedication. Now, this is particularly important because had God not intervened, had Antiochus won, and it's not unreasonable to think this. I mean, cultures and civilizations and nations have been destroyed up until this point and never came back. They're still not here, right? So Israel, it, they, they shouldn't have made it. 
But it's significant that God kept them because if God did not keep his people in 165 BC, what would we be missing? Well, what we would be missing is the fulfillment of all of his promises, and we would be missing the coming of the Messiah, the Deliverer. You know, when I think of that, it it makes me think of the fact that from the time of the last prophet, Malachi, to the coming of the Messiah is a period of 400 years. And they call that the 400 silent years, but it, it, it makes me think of another period of 400 years of silence. There was... 400 years that the Jewish people were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. And just as Antiochus, I mean, you might say that he was out to destroy the Jewish people. Uh, Pharaoh had enslaved the Jewish people and would have made, did make nothing out of them until a deliverer came there also. That's right. So interrupted into the 400 years of silence and the attempt to destroy comes the deliverer. Do you remember we did a podcast on that? Did we? It's like something like episode number five or six. It's called the first four hundred years. Oh my gosh! And we it recorded seems like it was four hundred years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was way. Do you remember way, way, way back then? Um, but remember, we did. We called it the first four hundred years, and we were going to do the second four hundred years, and oh. we never really did it. Here it is. Here it is. We did it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should call it. It's like 50 episodes later, but we made it finally. Well, at least you guys all out there, you folks know that we're not reading this stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so this is a, an oversimplification, but we talk about this a lot, Is it, and it's true, even though it's simple, is had there been no Hanukkah, then there would be no Christmas. Clutch, man. <laughs> there wouldn't have been any Christmas. Yeah. There wouldn't have been any we should say birth of the Messiah. Incarnation. Yeah, because if, if the Jewish people were wiped out, then that's it. Nevertheless, God had promised all the way back in Genesis, he promised Abraham that in his seed, the nations, Israel and the nations would be blessed. In fact, even before that, you can go all the way back to Genesis chapter three, and he said that the seed of the woman is going to crush the head of Satan. There you go. Yeah, and then it comes, it comes all full circle by the end of it. Uh, today, you're in a typical American Jewish home. Um, the observances, we eat uh, latkes, which are glorified hash browns. And in Israel, they eat something called sufganyot, which are jelly-filled donuts. Mm. Um, the, the commonality between the two they're all cooked in oil. It's yeah. not your healthiest holiday. Yeah. I love it. You. <laughs> in fact, do we even have a healthy holiday? I don't think uh, there is such a thing as no, a healthy holiday. No. We, ne we never worried about that. Yeah. You know, they tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we that that is one of the things, and then the big thing is uh, for for the latkes, their potato latkes. Uh, there's always the argument: Do you eat it with? Sour cream or applesauce? Yeah. And to that, there's only one answer. Sour cream. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do a little latka throwdown in the family, and we go gourmet, and it's kind of fun. Uh, but not only that, uh, we play the dreidel game. And the dreidel game is a game where we spin a top, and that top uh, tells the story um, using the letters on the top. And we're not going to tell you all of that because I'm going to tell you about something else uh, in a second. Uh, but not only do we spin the top, 
we also light the menorah, and the menorah is a candelabra. It has nine different branches on it. Uh, one usually stands out. It's either a little bit higher, sometimes it's lower. It's either to the right or to the left. Um, but you, or in the middle. Right in the middle. Um, and so you take that and you light that unique one. It's called the shamish or the servant. And you take that one, and that one lights all the others. That one happens. night at a time. Yes. So on night number one, you light the shamish, then you light the first candle. So on night number one, there's actually two candles. Now, I say all of this, and I'm, I, I run through that because that's all we're telling you. We actually have an opportunity for you to celebrate Hanukkah. Now, here's my question. Now, Jews, they're celebrating Hanukkah. Can Christians celebrate Hanukkah? Well, sure, they ought to celebrate it. They ought to, just as a remembrance, not going crazy partying and all of that, but just as a remembrance of what God did at this particular time, because if he didn't do it, we wouldn't have had any Messiah who was born. The so, Jewish people would have been wiped out. Yes. So that's what we're celebrating, is God was once again faithful to his promises. So we created a little something and uh, basically, you can go onto our website, and if you go to thejewishroad.com right now, um, and you can actually go, if you want to be really specific, thejewishroad.com slash eight nights, the number eight, and then the word nights. And we did that because nobody knows how to spell Hanukkah, right? <laughs> some do it with an H, some do it with a CH. It is Hanukkah. But we, we like to argue, is it one N or two Ns? Is it one K or two Ks? Yeah, yeah. who knows? Oh, gosh. Nobody knows. So yeah. I, it was too hard to do that. <laughs> but if you go there, um, what will happen is we're going to give you a really short and simple shopping list. Even if you go out there now, you can go on Amazon. You can get a couple of the basic things. And then if you sign up for our emails on this, every single morning of Hanukkah, we are going to give you a little video. You're going to get a video of us. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 It's good. And the first night of Hanukkah this year is going to be Sunday night. The 18th. The December 18th. 18th. Yes. But if you're listening to this and it's 2023, it's going to be a different one. It's it, it it's on the Hebrew calendar, so it's always different. But if you go there, that's just a really great resource, and we give you some tools, and we walk you through. The videos are really short. They're like two minutes to three minutes. We've never been so disciplined. And you can actually go through that, and you can celebrate Hanukkah together as a family. You can even set up a little Hanukkah and invite your Jewish neighbors and your Jewish friends. Not only that, I'm throwing in a bonus. Oh, no. <laughs> this is our special gift to you. You know how people send out Christmas cards and they put them up all over their walls and hang them all over the place? Well, we yeah. don't have one of those. Can't give you one of those. Sorry. But you know what we do have? What do we have? We printed way too many Hanukkah cards. Oh. So if somebody, if you don't ever, if you've never had a Hanukkah card and you want a Hanukkah card, let us know and we're going to send you one. Won't we? That's... <laughs> I, what a deal. I think we just committed to that. <laughs> and if you if you send in a little donation, then Ron Davis will actually lick the envelope himself. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sick boy. You, you know go. that? <laughs> All right. He'll lick it either way. You don't have to send a donation, but that'd be really great. Uh, so yeah, just tell us, hey, uh, we would love... So how do you do that? Uh, you can either text Ron Davis at... Just kidding. Uh, send us an email, shalom at thejewishroad.com, shalom at thejewishroad.com, or find us somehow, send a carrier pigeon. If you do that, then we will send you a Hanukkah card. The sooner you do it, stop what you're doing, press pause on the podcast, send us a quick 
little thing. You can even go to our, our website and you can go to the contact page and fill out, say, I heard I could get a free Hanukkah card and we'll send it. <laughs> there's pictures of us. There's, there's a Bible verse on there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's such a deal. Such a deal. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's it. This is part one of Hanukkah for this year. Uh, stay tuned because very, very soon we have one more episode on Hanukkah that we want to share. So do you have anything else going on over there that you want to talk I about? I don't. I think we're out of time. All right. We are way out of time. So thank you for listening to the Jewish Road Podcast. We want to say Happy Hanukkah. And uh, we hope that you get to light the menorah and you get to join in with us. Uh, and we will see you on the next podcast. And until next time, we say Sha'alu Shalom, Yerushalayim. And that means... We always say pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Especially now. Shalom. <laughs>